So how important is exercise after bariatric weight loss surgery? Let's find out with Michael Caramano, a physician assistant at Garden State Bariatrics and Wellness Center. This is it, Winning Through Losing, a weight loss surgery podcast from Garden State Bariatrics and Wellness Center. Michael, thanks so much for your time. So when do you first meet the patient? Is it pre-surgery? Yes. You know, I typically meet each patient uh, upon their initial visit. Um, Usually uh, they'll have me take the patient back, record their height and weight, and then begin the process of going over their medical uh, and surgical history. Gotcha. So then you get to know the patient right from the very start. So does that help you in evaluating or working with them to create an exercise plan? It absolutely does. Uh, I typically, you know, uh, upon walking the patient back, you can can get a feel of like an eye test or an ear test, how the patient is walking towards the scale or is the patient, um, you know, breathing heavily with minimal exertion. Uh, So yes, uh, I can get a fair sense of their condition early on during that visit. Yeah, I could see where that's really important. So then when you do sit down with the patient, you develop a specific plan for that patient. Is that correct? Uh, I I begin the process at that initial visit. I don't finalize things uh, that early, but um, we can at least get an idea of their limitations um, leading up to the actual exercise prescription. Okay, so I I like how you call that, an exercise prescription. I love that. So what is generally in an exercise prescription? I mean, the basics, uh, basis for uh, an exercise prescription uh, typically is called the FIT principle. Uh, that stands for frequency, intensity, time, and type. Um, and I can go into each one in, in detail, uh, but basically the frequency is uh, referring how often that patient will exercise. The intensity uh, would be more of the amount of work or effort that patient would have to do to perform that activity. The time is basically how long they will perform that activity, and the type is basically the type of exercise. Is it cardiovascular in nature, uh, resistance training, flexibility, or a modified version based on their limitations? You're dropping some knowledge on us here, Michael. I love it. The FIT principle in the exercise prescription. I love these terms. So the FIT principle, you explained that very nicely, so very easy to understand. So do you give them a frequency, like you have to do this exercise this many times, this time, you know, this many times a week? Is it all laid out like that for them? Um, In a perfect scenario, yes, Um, but we understand that some of our patients do have some limitations, so we would definitely modify uh, each part of that FIT principle um, so they are able to start at a level they are comfortable with and to make sure that um, we uh, decrease the risk of injuries that might occur with exercise. Really important because you don't want somebody injuring themselves right after surgery and then they're unable to exercise. So that's a really important component. So speaking of after surgery, how do you follow up with the patient then to help them uh, make sure that they're hitting their goals of the exercise prescription? Well, immediately with the first post-operative visit, uh, I, you know, besides just doing a review of their diet and how we have a program 
uh, I guess, uh, mapped out to uh, progress their diet from liquids back to a solid diet. I also kind of uh, inquire about their exercise uh, habits or their, their, I guess, their initial attempts in some cases to exercise. And then from there, try to, um, you know, suggest some modifications. Um, and again, according to the FIT principles, think areas that we can potentially work upon or, or uh, improve upon. So for the bariatric weight loss surgery patients who might be looking ahead to after the surgery, thinking about the exercise afterwards, how intensive and rigorous is this exercise? Well, that's the art of exercise. Besides the science of exercise, it's finding the right activity uh, for each patient. Now, uh, in some patients, we can tell, you know, if they enjoy running, well, that's fine. Uh, That will produce enough, um, you know, intensity in terms of the workout um, to achieve their exercise goals. However, uh, the other patient may despise running, uh, so we have to kind of come up with a custom activity based on their likes um, and hopefully, um, you know, produce similar results um, with that patient. Yeah, that's good. The art of exercise. So then do you also, when you give them the plan, do you sit down with them and say, here's how you do this stretching exercise. Here's how you do this lifting exercise. So they really understand it mechanically and can perform it uh, exactly as they should when they're at home? Yes, uh, I have to kind of gauge their uh, exercise literacy, we'll say. And then from there, um, if I can add or instruct or educate that patient uh, on proper form, um, that's what I will do. But in many cases, uh, surprisingly, you know, uh, patients do have a good, good sense of you know, proper form, or at least how to do it, it's just the motivation of to doing it. So, Michael, speaking of motivation, that can be tough for a lot of people. How do you help keep people engaged, or if they are struggling, how do you help them continue on? Well, I guess when talking to a patient, and if I initially have a sense that they are um, resistant to exercise, I try to you know, go in and try to uncover the roots of that resistance. Uh, why are they, you know, are they, is it because of a physical limitation, you know, uh, past experiences, maybe um, embarrassing experiences in the past, uh, maybe in terms of family upbringing, the, uh, their, their exposure to exercise in the past. I try to kind of go in and see what can be done to overcome these barriers that, you know, are in place. Um, if it's just, you know, encouragement, you know, with words, you know, uh, you know, show them that in studies, exercise has, you know, uh, you know, improved long uh, term and short term outcomes with, uh, with weight loss surgery. Uh, I try to at least map out, um, you know, the reasons why the exercise will benefit that particular patient. That makes sense, Michael. So lastly then, why is exercise so important after bariatric weight loss surgery? The uh, studies that have been uh, conducted on exercise with bariatric patients um, did show that, you know, physical activity alone will have modest effects on body weight. That's uh, besides the dietary modifications. Um, It is, however, most effective to couple 
your physical activity and dietary modification in terms of the best results. Uh, dietary modification by itself uh, without uh, physical activity is less effective for both short and long-term weight control. And finally, uh, despite the lack of weight loss, physical activity has independent associations with numerous health benefits. So in those patients who may not achieve their uh, weight goals, if they do start to incorporate exercise as part of their routine, um, they will benefit in terms of risk reduction long-term. Which, of course, is the long-term goal. Michael, thank you for your time. And for more information, please visit the Garden State Bariatrics and Wellness Center website at gsbwc.com. That's gsbwc.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is Winning Through Losing, a weight loss surgery podcast with Garden State Bariatrics. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.